it's time for Who Really Has Been. Now here's Darren and Dave. Alright, welcome to Who Really Has Been. I'm your co-host Darren Smith and this is your other host, Dave Dunkley. Hello everybody. Hello Darren Smith. How you doing How Dave? How you doing my brother? I'm doing I'm fine. Great. Man, I'm doing great myself. You know what? Uh, I What's was that? just watching TV and you ever watch that show Naked and Afraid? Yeah, I have watched that. I mean, can you? I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I wonder, think if I'm naked and outside, I'm afraid. Oh, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? And so is everybody else. <laughs> 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 but you know, Thanks, I, I was thinking. I was thinking, man. What if you were a dude, and and like you weren't very gifted, you know, and you were kind of <laughs> ugly, kind of like us, you know. Um, uh, and, and all of a sudden they, for they drop a hot California surfer chick in there. That's, I mean, just knockout fine. <laughs> Are you going to tell me you're worried about making a fire and, and getting food and shelter? You're looking at that ass, you know, <laughs> you're, yeah, but you're going to get cold and hungry and it's just, not you if know, you got a, next- not if you got like a killer chick there you're not gonna get cold <laughs> but but i don't know about that that she might not be thinking the same thing you know yeah well i want to be dropped if i ever did it i want to be dropped in there with a real ugly chick that knows how to make a fire and <laughs> kill a kill a wild boar kill a hog <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know what man mm. I, I was uh i was at the bank the other day and uh, this old lady asked me to check her balance, and so yeah. I, so I knocked her over. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to dig deep for that one, did you? <laughs> you know something else, Lonnie. Lonnie, oh yeah, I know. I'm talking about you, goat. Uh, he's always so. I know he's mouthy, but you know what he started doing? He started chasing people with a bike. Really. Yeah, and it got so bad I had to take the bike away from him. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Dude on a bike. Uh, man, if I can find a picture of that, I'll that. be awesome. Bike. I do have a goat in a truck, man. I need to get, send you that. I got that min- one. Min- yeah, I oh, found it. Yeah, yeah, I finally saw it. That's, yeah, that's perfect, isn't it? It's probably Lonnie in the <laughs> in Tim's truck. It sure looks like him. It yeah, looks like the truck from Southern Voice video. Could be. You know, I was also <laughs> doing some digging, man, and I've got I've got Rolling Stones top ten country songs of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought I'd just go go through them quick, just the top ten. All right. Number ten was uh, "Mama, Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys." Well, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, how, how much? How could you, it not be? How much did you play that in the club? You know, when you was, <laughs> right. right. I mean, every night, couple. Let's nights. see if we've played all these. All, all yeah. 10 of you them. know who wrote that, don't you? Uh, no, Ed, I don't. Ed Bruce. Ed Bruce. He was, yeah he he played uh he played the sheriff in some Steven Seagal movie and plus. He had that song, Della and the Dealer and the Dog Named Jake and the Cat Named Kalamazoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, He's hanging with some good people. Number nine was uh, Dolly Parton, Jolene. Yeah, that's she, excellent. Yeah, she's she's talented, man. 
I've never played that song. You know, I, I loved it. I, I don't think I've ever played it either. Um, the number eight was Merle Haggard and Mama Tried. I played that many, mm-hmm. many times. Many times. Yeah. Um, let's see. Number seven, Ray Charles, You Don't Know Me. You Don't Know Me. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. That's going as a country song, huh? Well, I guess so. Amen for diversity. Yeah. I like it. Number six, Tammy Wynette, Stand By Your Man. Well, of course. Hey, the Blues and have I ever did. told you? Have I ever told you I wanted to have a band, of, like a cover band, of all, like, the whole gimmick is really manly men, and all the songs are just <laughs> about like, women, like, Stand By Your Man, and, you know, like the Shania Twain song. <laughs> I feel, man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> I mean, just have a bunch of burly men just playing all songs like that. Yeah, you could do you could do Jolene. <laughs> all chick songs. You could do Jolene, Jolene. on that. You do manly men doing chick songs. Yeah. I think it'd be hilarious. Fancy, Fancy by Reba and right uh, there you go, man. See, if we sit down, if I expanded with somebody, I knew we could probably get a good set list together. Quickly. This is so number five is Jimmy Rogers standing on the corner, Blue Yodel yeah. number nine. Never done that. No, that's going way back. I was going to say probably good. I'd never done that. One. Number four, George Jones. He stopped loving her today. I thought I would have thought that'd be number one because I mean that was huge, man. You would think so, yeah. Let's find out what, what number a great one. song that is. Well, of course, then you got to think number three. I'm so lonesome I could cry. Hank Williams. You know, I mean, good. Yeah, God. you know these top these top five are going to be just debatable for life. Yeah. Which one's the best? Number two, Patsy Cline, crazy. Oh, Crazy, God. yeah. How many times have you done that with girl singers? Two, wait, about a, about a thousand too many. I mean, they'd come up and want to do crazy and go, oh, God. <laughs> That's the only song they can do. <laughs> I know. All right, number one. Number one. Johnny Cash, I Walk the Line. Uh, well, there you go. And, you know, this is Rolling Stone, <laughs> Stones one. I'm sure there's a hundred different top tens, you know. A hundred different versions of top ten? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to yeah. beat Johnny Cash, you know. I mean, it is. It is. It was huge. It was huge. But there's a there's many more, you know. I mean, but I mean, always on my mind. That comes to mind. There, it's probably in the list somewhere. Wichita lineman, and oh and yeah, you could just you could go for days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That Glenn Campbell, man. That such a sad thing about the you know the Alzheimer's, but. Uh, um, it it was weird because I did you watch that that documentary on him? The, yes, I did with his wife. Why he's yeah doing those gigs while he's wrapping up his career. Yeah, yeah, it's wild how he he would he didn't really know anything, but he could play the guitar, man, and knew songs, you know. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? I've yeah. been uh, there's a woman on TikTok who's about ninety some years old, and she has dementia and. Whoever her caretaker is has her play piano. Mm-hmm. That's about you know her time of the day to shine. And man, she'll play old ragtime songs and you know stuff that it takes a lot to do. You know. All right. Well, anyway, um, so today we're gonna talk about love boat. We're gonna call it the love boat. The love <laughs> boat is waiting to take you away. Just kind of talk the- about the. You know we we don't we uh we need to drop the kidney debacle for now and then 
maybe we'll start a new debacle with this, the Inquirer debacle or something. <laughs> <laughs> try to find the Inquiry source. Was a, try to find the source a, of a source. It was a debacle in its own, of its own, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, well, let's just start from the beginning, man. You know, talk about when uh, when Miss Faith came around. Yeah, started coming around. Yeah, yeah. They started touring together. She, you know, her first. I didn't know this, but her first number one was in 1993, and it was Wild One. Yeah, yeah, that was her first number. That was one. her first in '93. '93, yeah. So she had a couple years start, head start before we started seeing her. Yeah, I remember when she first came around. She had a great band. Trey Trey Gray was in her band. And, oh yeah, um, Lou Toomey and Lou. Yeah, yeah, it was girls singing. It was a great bunch. Yeah, Mike, they had a lot of fun. It was Micah Mike. and oh, she went with Toby Keith now. And uh, what to see? Um, Anthony Joyner playing bass. I think uh, Trey Gray and Lou Toomey are are with uh, Brooks and Dunn, aren't they? Yeah, they've done that for years, and and I think they even do Reba too sometimes. Man. Yeah, that's I don't right. know about about Lou, but I, I'm pretty sure Trey does. Yeah, they did a lot of stuff in Vegas this year with them. Well, let's get Trey on here. He's he got a vast, vast resume. He does. He has a podcast too. Yeah. So does Lou. I mean, yeah. I don't think Lou has a podcast, but he's got a vast resume. Yes, he sure does. Um, great guy too. Yeah, so it was '96. Well, no, not. What year was it when spontaneous combustion? That had to be '96, '97s when it. You know, it was a long. Well, it went in a couple now, of years, didn't it? Well, no, they got married in October 6th of '96. '96, really? Yeah, yeah. So that happened even faster than I remember. Yeah, so <laughs> she must have toured with us. You know, not long after she had her first number one. Right. So I think we did some sporadic dates, and then then they put us together where we was doing fairs, yeah, festival dates. You know, she would be on the bill with us. It would be us and her, or us closing and her right before us. You know, yeah. And you know they uh, they started hanging out. You could tell that they were getting there. You know, I mean, we knew. I think all of us knew. You know, yeah. and, and I don't think Tim hit really hit it from us. You know, and face no, he didn't. Either. But there was, for some but, reason, there was a, uh, everybody was hush us and yeah. trying to be quiet about it. And you well, know. I think, I think she just got out of, uh, of that engagement with, uh, that producer dude. She was, yeah. And then yeah. I think she just broke up with him. And I think Tim just broke up with his, his girl he'd been with. And so right. they were kind of keeping it hush hush and from the, from the fans and stuff, you know, but then one night. <laughs> in an arena somewhere in, in, the, arena. in the west i can't remember where it was but you can find it on youtube uh so what they, song was it it was it it's your love did you no, no it, it couldn't yet. have been yeah it, couldn't it would have been be that. like uh nobody knows it but me or we started doing other songs yeah yeah because it was yeah. my push out the conga songs yeah you know i was standing right behind them i really could have just Probably smacked him in the back of the head. That's how close that, I always was. That had to be the. That had that. to be it. Nobody knows it but me. I, I think it was one of those kind of songs like that. that we we added together. a couple. We started out with one song with me doing "Nobody Knows It But Me," and I can't remember what song we added. Man, it's like yeah. I ended up staying for a song or two. Yeah. But that's when it was, and the lights started going down, and they would always they was facing each other and singing. 
And as they got a little more acquainted, they got a little co- closer every night, man. And then this one night, I remember the spotlight was right on them, and I'm in the line to it. I see their shadows, and the song closes off, and the light starts fading out, and they kiss right there. Kiss, That's where the kiss, kiss. Like, Oh, yeah. It, it, was, it, it was, went from the typical... Ah, to like way above and beyond anything I'd ever heard. Then it was know? it was everywhere after that. I mean, you it know, was everywhere after I that. I think it was Entertainment Tonight. It was it was everywhere. You know, we went from a honky tonk band to all of a sudden paparazzi cared what was going on know. around. You know, in the yeah. circle. Yeah, and yeah, man. But you know, even after that happened we we still i don't think they still they still were kind of hush hush about it you know yeah on the most part i think so i I know my mom was in california with us once and she saw saw them together and we was all in out you know on the stage i believe i'm backstage and people's milling around and she saw them and she looked over and said they're in love and (laughs) and she just kind of because she had just kind of caught it you know yeah i was like ma hush ma nobody's (laughs) supposed to know I don't. I don't. Yeah, even, I don't really know even when they made it. Just you know, public. You know, other than that, you know. I mean, did did I mean, did they start doing that every time they were? Because I think we didn't really tour that much with her uh, around. No, there. we we really didn't. But that that just kind of climaxed there to that moment that one night. And I don't remember. I don't think she wasn't like a permanent partner on that spontaneous no, combustion. No, tour. we had a she bunch of a visitor. We had a bunch of different people on that tour. But right. I'd have to look up and see who all was on there. But, yeah, it, you know, it may be one of them things that had happened, and then it kind of, you know, they went their own, did their own things, you know, for a while. And then. Do you remember yeah. the uh, that he borrowed a Jeep or something and took her out after, uh, from the backstage of a gig? They borrowed a red Jeep. Yeah. I believe it was red. And they went and did something. I don't know if it's her birthday for whatever reason. And I think later on, somehow they acquired that Jeep from the yeah, person bought, they had. He bought it he back. He bought the Jeep. Yeah, he bought it yeah. back. And had, and, uh, and had so, it, he bought it back and had it re uh, refurbished, you know. Refer- and redone and yeah. gave it to her. That's that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice gesture. He's, he's so but, romantic. He was romantical. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but that's what happened then. And, um. Man, it wasn't long before, you know, they was they was getting married. So here, yeah. here's the story of the getting married. Most people know that, you know, he wrote the Will You Marry Me? The, I mean, the people that know these stories, they know that he wrote Will You Marry Me on the mirror in the in his dressing uh, wardrobe case in the dressing room that night. Yeah. Well, I my job at that time was to take that wardrobe case out to the truck and get, get it out. And it had to go fast. So it was one of the first things in the truck. So there was a point in the end of the, of the show, because I was just temporary. I was coming out playing a song or two, and I was starting to take things back. Um, I would run out to the dressing room, close his wardrobe case up, put everything in it, close it up, push it out in the hallway towards the dock, and go back to the stage. And that night I walked in there and saw that he had wrote, you know, will you marry me? He wrote the message on there, and she wrote her answer back. Uh-huh. And um, I was... I was probably the first person to, to know that he had did it that night. Besides those, you know. Well, what did she what did she write as her answer? I don't remember the exact the exact answer. Really? Yeah, I well, just remember. I guess it was, you know, like, it was typical Tim writing too. You know, it's slung yeah. across there. I guess it was. You know, I but, guess it was yes. 
Well, I did say yes. I can't remember what else you said on that. Yeah. It wasn't much, though, you know. So, yeah. But, so, you know, we were at getting ready to do Swamp Stock in October, of course, and in, in uh, Tim's hometown, Louisiana, uh, start Louisiana. And uh, I, I knew... I knew about him getting married that day. I didn't know where, when, how, but I I, I knew about it because the night before on the bus ride down to Louisiana, we proceeded to get hammered. That was our tradition, kind of, to get hammered at, on the way to Swampstock yeah. for some reason. Yeah, the night before Swampstock was always a hammer night for some reason. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It's kind of stupid because we had to play ball. Of the, the boys that day. hammered. Yeah. yeah. Of the boys that hammered, that's that's what the that was one of the days. Yeah, so let's do a disclaimer right now. There were they were guys that never, ever got hammered. <laughs> there was I mean yeah. Jeff McMahon is a teetotaler, does not drink, smoke, do drugs, do anything other, <laughs> other than be Jeff. And you know, He's Jeff, like, all day and all night. Yeah, and uh, and so we just want to give that disclaimer out because it's not a, not and, and there was other guys that didn't either. There was some that did, some that didn't. You know, no need to telling everyone. Yeah, and hammering, it's just it's just a bunch of guys having a good time. We're not. Yeah, yeah, we're debauchery. not debauchery. No, 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 no. That'd I mean, be a shame. How much though, debauchery you know? can you do with eight guys on a bus? You know, by themselves. <laughs> you know, not a lot there. You know, um, but. Uh, I remember the next morning uh, still being kind of not in a good way. In the, I remember uh, Faith was pissed. <laughs> was you guys on the bus? You yeah. and him sitting on the bus? Yeah, we were still on the bus hammered. And, um, <laughs> and so she was pissed. And uh, I, I thought I'd be the nice guy or the good stand-up guy and go and i said faith it's really my fault i kept him up all night and we were talking and it just got out of control was talking and and she said darren shut up i know whose fault it is and i was like oh yes oh, ma'am yes ma'am so so then you know uh i don't remember the actual um how things ran that day, but I don't know if we went. It was early in the morning, man, because they drove us over to Aunt Barb's house. Is that yeah, it? Aunt Barb. And I remember there was police police on the corners of the property on horseback. Yeah, I remember that. Um, there was no. We was way out in Louisiana. I couldn't imagine anybody had found us out there. It was very but, um, very simple. Very few people. There, yeah, yeah, out yeah. back, it was a pool out back, wasn't there? And they yeah. had a little chamber orchestra set up. It was so simple and yeah. quick and easy. And, you know, Faith was, the buses was sitting out front. Yeah. Faith, you know, they, Faith was barefoot. And, barefooted. You know, and, yeah. And I don't know if Tim was, but <laughs> was I can't remember. Good. I remember him carrying her out to the bus. Yeah. I do remember that. He carried her to the bus afterwards. Yeah. They, they was out there for a while, and it was probably close to noon. Um, we hung out there by, by the pool, had a little snacks, went to our bus, got our, our, uh, softball clothes on and, <laughs> and played softball, man. <laughs> oh. Everybody played softball. Did we do the softball game first and then the concert in the evening? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Cause I remember I had a tape that, that I, um, a concert tape where I'm on the stage and I'm shooting video from the back and it says, um, and Tim and Faith's out there talking to the crowd. And I say on there, look, nobody knows they're married. You know, you can hear me saying about, uh, you know, nobody knows they're married yet. And that not long after that's when they told the crowd there that they was married. That's the first time they ever, that that had came out like that. They didn't say anything during the baseball game. There was no, yeah, that's pretty wild. Get married, baseball, concert, you know, (laughs) concert. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then, we had a good show that we had fun that day. I was, I think that's a great, I mean, yeah. what a neat little different way to get married, man. That's hey, it worked. Sure. They've been married a long time, you know? Yeah. Even though, you know, well, let's, let's get to this. Uh, you know, then they, you know, after time went by, you know, and everything and, you know, they had kids, they had, you know, Gracie and Audrey and Maggie and, and uh, I remember I Gracie come as toddlers, man. You oh know, yeah. You can, yeah, she's coming as a toddler, riding a little I think tricycle it was, around. I think it was the first soul to soul. Um, you know, they was it the first soul to soul that we had. They had they brought the kids out with them and yeah, two thousand, yeah. And they had had a kid had. I remember there's like a playground land out the bus compound. Yeah, remember? there was, and and they had a yeah. school bus that 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 he did their work on. Oh, it was like mm-hmm. a real nice bus that they had turned into a classroom. You know. <laughs> And yeah. they, you remember they, and not a lot of people know this, that on the one bus, they had a trap door because underneath, underneath the, the bus, you have uh, bays where you can load up and put luggage and do this. Well, they had made mm-hmm. it, they had made it uh, a little playroom down there where they had a trap door from the top where they could go down underneath. And it, and it was awesome. all, yeah, they had all it, like TVs down there and they had it all carpeted off and airtight. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, our, our kids, we've got to take our kids on the buses before and yeah. take them to Florida and things like that. And they got great memories of, you know, they just think that oh, whole yeah. bus experience. Can you imagine if we would have pulled off the hatch, pulled oh, them man. to crawl down while we was going 80 miles an hour? <laughs> That'd be great, man. Kick them down in the hatch, man. Yeah. Shut the door. Little rats, get on out of here. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I don't know. Logan told me about playing, uh, soccer i think in the hallway in in the hallway you know with the where the bunks are yeah he said i just remember it was dark in there and there was two lights or there was lights on the floor remember it had the running lights on the floor and that's all you could really see was the carpet and we was she said he said we was kicking uh i don't know a rolled up sock or something back and forth and in the hallway yeah i think it was with my daughter jesse you were playing that's what that's what i was saying man Yeah. yeah that's that's funny and then, uh, you know, when we were out on the road, the, if Faith wanted to go shopping or somewhere, wherever we were at, and Tim couldn't go, you know, because he had to do sound check or something, was going on our interviews or something, you know, EJ would be the standby guy. He was like the surrogate dad, I guess, the surrogate <laughs> husband. He'd uh, take care of everybody. EJ, EJ was Tim's uh, security, head of security. Mm-hmm. They had like two or three security. He was head of security. Um, and he would travel with him everywhere. I mean, he'd do everything with him. I mean, if Tim wanted to go run, he'd run with him. It's almost like a president. Well, well, and put it that way, EJ used to be a secret service guy for Bill Clinton. So, right. That's um, kind of how he ran things. Yeah. And much. He did. He, I mean, they had a compound. You can see, uh, EJ in the, uh, Di- there's a Dixie chicks documentary 
And I think EJ was doing that for them at the time. Yeah. Like oh, when was, they got on all that hot water, I think he was around there. He was good. You know, um, I got one funny story about EJ. He, uh, I went up to, uh, we were at a hotel and we had a day off. And, uh, so I went up to the workout room and I thought, well, I'll just work out the way I work out, you know, get on a treadmill and lift a few weights. So uh, I got up there and Tim was on a treadmill and he was doing his normal thing. And EJ was right next to me on the treadmill and man, he would, he would, I don't know how, what his workout routine was, but he would turn that thing up to full blast, man, that treadmill. And then he would straddle the treadmill and hold on to it. And then all this, you know, and then he would sit there for a minute and then jump on it and just haul ass. It's like, it was like Speedy Gonzalez. And then he'd do that for like 30 seconds and then jump off. And it was straddle. That's that boost, that boost train. Oh man, I I sit there was going, I wore me out just watching him. I was doing about, you know, a mile an hour, yeah. you know, and he's over the And if you happen to kick out one day, man, face first on that thing, go on, oh, on, you know, six. It had to have happened, man. It had to have happened to him because, I mean, he was. <laughs> You've seen that video before. You've seen videos yeah, of people get on him, things like that. You know, you know how the cartoon where the feet, you know, go. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a blur. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what his feet were. But, That's yeah. funny. Anyway. Anybody wants to see if anybody wants to see uh, EJ, our friend EJ, what a great guy! But there's a picture on the uh, um, our website of you and him and uh, myself at Woodstock. At oh the yeah, tribute marker at Woodstock. I think yeah, I saw that him. on the website. That's him. Yeah, that's him. Well, man, what else we got, man? Well, man, let's uh, before we go any farther into the other debacle, let's. Uh, Let's do the song of the week, 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 uh, week, 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 week. What do we got? I don't even know. What do we have Man, this week? Let's do. This is an old. This is going back. Uh-oh. Uh Some days are better than others. Sometimes I can't help myself. Yes, sir. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I started writing this tune, and it was a true story about a dude that I, I grew up. He lived down on Princeton Road, you know, an right, old dude. Right. And he would... He would tell all these old stories and give us boys hell and, you know, just, he was a good guy. He'd do anything for you, but he was just a cantankerous old, you could tell he's mm-hmm. been, he's wrinkled and he'd been through everything, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, he never went through World War One and three crazy women, you know? It, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of embellished that. Threw but, that part in there, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he would, he would say something and something real cantankerous then he'd kind of just laugh you know like uh, <laughs> like like i can't help myself it's just the way you know I, i'm it's full of myself you know uh, i crack me up you know he just crack himself up you know you covered him well man you yeah. painted his picture well man so yeah so this is back in the days where we were still doing tunes in our bedroom you know with the computer we just got the computer and we were just you know doing songs and it's just me playing guitar and bass, you singing. I think Je- we had Jeff come over and put some piano on it. I think so. I, th- I remember this is when we first started, too. Like yeah. Where, when we first started putting tunes down, it was trying to just get a, some kind of demo on. Yeah. And, boy, if we ever was channeling uh, um, John Mellencamp, yeah. this was this was really, and, and really I'll tell good you, on this one. I'll tell you who else you channeled. You channeled your inner Bob Seger. Your inner Bob Seger came out. 
<laughs> Especially at the end, man. You start ad-libbing at the end. And it was, oh, that's it, funny, it, it was like I, it was I wish like, that's a Bob Seger. It was like Seger on Traveling Man, you know. Traveling <laughs> Man! <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you, man, shit. that was good. I enjoyed it. I yeah. remember you used to tell me, you'd push me, man. You, you'd you be pushing me like a coach. You'd, Come on, man, you can do it. You can hit that. You had me hitting notes I never dreamed I could hit, you know. Yeah. Maybe only hit them one time in my life. It's because you... <laughs> You pushed me like the Gipper. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. We did a that tune. Of, um, I, I don't really remember what it was, but I was I was thinking of it the other day, and and uh, I don't know. We we got it somewhere, but and I was playing it on acoustic, and and it. I remember me having you hit this way up note on the end of it, and I was trying to sing it, and I was like, I can't even get close to this. How did, how did he get that? How did that come out? Uh, I don't know how. That, you pushed me, man. That's how. Yeah. Well, that's it, man, coach. Hey, that's the producer in me. That's right, man. That's well, you, you was practicing to get your get your Grammy producing on. Yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. Some days are better than others. old man lived by the river about a mile off of Princeton Road. Me and my buddy would sit on his front porch. He'd tell us stories about the things he had done. He said, now boys, well I am a veteran of three crazy women and a World War One. And life ain't hard, but the living can kill you. It's which way to when the road splits And if you want to be a survivor Well, I can tell you how real quick Some days are better than others Sometimes I can't help myself
See what I mean by nice. see what I mean by your inner Bob Seger? Yeah, <laughs> I like that song, man. I yeah. always like that song. You know, sometimes for, I think we should go back and 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 do them now that we, you know, we yeah. know how to record a little bit different. It's you know what's but, funny about it is there's a there's a lot of guitar in that, uh, but uh, the mix on it, I don't know something about those mixes back then, they kind of got an analog kind of feel to, you know, the, <laughs> the bedroom mix. Yeah. The bedroom yep. mixes. That's what we ought to call them. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, man, they sure do. We, we you might, can lump them together. That's for sure. Yeah. We might as well get to it. Let's talk about the Inquirer debacle. Um, man, for a while there, there was all this Tim's get Tim and Faith are divorcing. and there's a hundred million dollar divorce and there's this and that, you know, Tim, Gets thrown out. Tim, this, the other. Now, Tim's bisexual. That was yeah, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's what, now maybe uh, yeah. maybe in the early days, if you you know couldn't get it, he'd buy it. But yeah, it's different bisexual. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But you know, I mean, it's just some. I don't know where they. The only weird thing about the I'll have to say about this is that. There was one story where there was talking about Montana and talking about, you know, different things. And, and now there was only a very few people that knew about some of these things, you know, right. uh, um, not that they were bad things, but just things that happened. Even us going to a camping trip from Montana, just, you know, yeah, it's just life stuff. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so somebody had to be talking. Somebody had to squeal about something, <laughs> talk about something, or what, or made up something, but knew something. Because you could enough. read through, you could read through the article and tell that they had it about maybe twenty percent right, or you know, yeah. it was some truth. There was truth laced in a whole lot of bullshit. Yeah, and you you wonder where the truth part came from. The other bullshit they could just make up. You know, they do it all the time, and they do. They pretty yeah. much do. But you wondered yeah. where that twenty percent came from. You know, yeah. And, and it was working a, like the devil, man. Just throw a little bit of truth in there. And, and it was a it was a big <laughs> to pull you in. It was a big debacle, you know, because I mean everybody was wondering about everybody, you know. And, and and the fact is that uh, the Inquirer people came to everybody's, you know, tried to get a hold of everybody almost. Everybody. And they came. They that called. was after. That was long after we got there. I mean, after we left. But I remember when we was there, man, my mom would call me and say, you know, she had read something at the counter. And I'm like, Ma, you can't. Yeah. I said, Mom, I, we just kind of had a rule. I was like, Mom, until I tell you, it's not the truth. Right. You right. know. Because every time you say this to me, it's just—it's not the truth. It's just that's how they sell magazines. Yeah, well, you know? and then they thought—they thought getting a hold of the people that got canned that they would, we yeah, would be, we would be, break. we'd be pissed and and you know spill our guts on everything like there was a bunch of stuff to spill, you know. Right. But but I remember them calling me on the phone, you know, and I I said, "How'd you get my number?" And he was like, "I can call the president if I want to." Right. Man, like, did, you, did they come to your house? They came to they my knocked, house and he they knocked on my door too. He said, look, I know you need the money now that you're not there anymore. Uh, we'll offer you $1.2 million to, uh, to do a six part story of everything, yep. everything, you know. 
And yep. boy, I was like, 1.2 million sure put my kids through college. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I know um, the same thing here that he implied that, uh, he, he said that when he came to me, knocked on my door, he said, I know it's Christmas time. And he knew he's like, I know you guys haven't had a job for, you know, he knew all this stuff. Yeah. And, um, I'm like, brother, I'm good. I don't have nothing to say to nobody. And, you know, yeah, that's what I but did. You got to close the door going, damn, you know, no oh, wonder people just fall for this shit. And I called my mom and told, told her what had happened. You know, she got a kick out of the inquiries coming to your, to your door. She thought that was crazy. But she told me, she's like, man, that money is like, it's just like sand in your hands. You can't. Yeah. You can't take that kind of. You can't do those things. Yeah, you know? it's just, and, and it's at that, never going to be good. You know, and at that time it wasn't that long. Uh, you know, we were still thinking we could maybe get another gig somewhere. And if you did that, you'd never ever. You would never gig. work. Yeah, you even bad mouthing, you're going to have a hard time working. Yeah, and and you know, you know. So uh, I remember <laughs> telling the guy, uh, "Look, man," I, I said, "What I got to say about Tim and Faith and all that." would not you wouldn't even want to print because i got that's nothing exactly, bad to say you know that's exactly what i said i and, said man i got a story for you but it's not the story you want yeah i mean you, you wouldn't want to print it because you don't want you want the dirt you don't want yeah. the good you know, he even so. told he even told me i could respect he said i could respect that yeah <laughs> right and i had a girl i had a girl do the same thing for the star magazine yeah about a yeah. year or so later so she pulls in my driveway knocks on the door Calls me on my phone yeah. a couple times, you know, invites well, me to some, some shindig downtown. And I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't yeah. go. That's, that's all you need is a picture with her. That'll put you right in the <laughs> thing, you know? Right. I didn't yeah. even want the phone calls on, you know, I'm like, I don't even want you calling me. You yeah. Know? I just kept hearing that Bell Bib DeVoe song. Poison. <laughs> <laughs> I think after all that happened too, I think I talked to Tim after that and I said, I just want to make this clear. I did not talk to no inquirer. In fact, they came to my door and I turned them away. And right. uh, just so he'd know, you know, hey, it wasn't me. But I, I can almost say with certainty that as far as our close-knit group of band guys and, and former band guys or whatever you want to call us, dance hall doctors, that none of us were the source of a source of a source. You're because right. if they were offering that kind of money, then right. uh, we would have known one of our guys. There was no, there was no evidence of us living lavishly or doing the, uh, you know, the uh, gangster. Yeah, the thing good, where, Yeah, it'd be like you know, Goodfellas. You know, it, it, somebody takes wife the comes mink up, right yeah, off. Yeah, come up wearing a mink coat. You know, the, and you know we'd have to be Robert De Niro and kill him. You know, and, right. and uh, but. But it never happened. Everybody was still broke ass as they always were. Yeah, you know? stayed broke, man. Yeah. So. so anybody get that kind of money, you know they're gonna they're gonna throw it around, man. You're gonna know about it, you know. It's it, been a few years since they tried to, to do that. I think we're clear now, man. It's yeah, I think it's, I think it's over with now. You know, hopefully they probably know we're not going. We're not going to break. I don't, I don't think the Tim the Tim and Faith you know inquirer stories are over with. I'm sure there'll be many more. Oh no. No, I've but, seen a few of them, but they they don't include us. I mean, some of those man, there's a few years. There was one year we was on a cover of, oh, uh, I, I think, it, and and it's that picture of us on the Hollywood Boulevard. I know. And, and remember, it had our and it had everybody who was uh, canned. All of us had our faces circled. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know that's the one I that's the one I saw in the Kroger line with my son Logan. We yeah. actually literally opened it and saw it right there while we're paying for our groceries. He's just cracking up, man. Like, yeah, I remember. Crazy. I remember my mom calling me when she was alive, and she said, "Son, you're on the Inquirer," and I'm like, <laughs> "What? What? <laughs> Are you kidding me?" Yeah. The one where it said, uh, we opened it up. I think it was the star. That's when that girl tried to get hold of us. She had a big thing that said Tim was bisexual and it had pictures of all of our faces around, (laughs) you know, around the word bisexual. I'm like, oh, hold it, hold it now, hold it. (laughs) How did we get caught up in this? Hadn't seen the dude in years, you know? I know, made it look like, like, come on. Made it look like we were his bisexual (laughs) lovers or something, you know? I think that's where the pics where he was uh, smacking Billy on the ass and, uh, <laughs> and on the stage, and they used that in the picture. That was so so innocent, man. And actually, so it innocent. was so funny too, man. We, I laughed so hard because must were going to tell what it was. Well, we Billy's were at Sturgis. We were at Sturgis at the motorcycle at the Buffalo Chip Campground where they had the big concert. And let's be clear: if you're ever going to be able to wear assless chaps with a with an elephant trunk hanging out the front that's <laughs> it's gonna be at Sturgis oh, really yeah. nowhere else you well, know and, not in the country game Tim, anyway Tim dared him or paid him to, to wear it on stage anyway so yeah and so he wore <laughs> of course Billy you know he's gonna you know he's been naked many times but he he uh, Tim had it all planned man I mean he brought him out to introduce him and made him come out from behind the drum. He made him come out front. He'd never done that before. <laughs> no. And then when he comes out front, he makes him, and of course, Billy puts both hands up in the air. Yeah. And he's doing his great Richard Nixon invitation <laughs> to the whole crowd. And I, all I see is Billy's, you know, hands in the air and his ass cheeks hanging out. That's from where I'm at, you know. And then when he turns to go, he turns to run away. Tim reaches around and smacks him so hard. Hard, He man. smacked him hard on the ass. And it was funny because, so yeah, Billy And the was picture like, is snapped right there, right yeah. in, the, in the moment. And right when he oh. smacks him, man, Billy's like, ooh. He's like... <laughs> I mean, and you can hear it in our ears, man. You can oh. hear it's all mic'd up, man. You can hear the smack and everything. He had, to, oh. he had to have a handprint in, you know, embossed on yeah. his butt, man. Tim's microphone's just right there, anyway. So all yeah. I heard was like, "Bow!" <laughs> <laughs> and, and Billy going, "Ooh!" I mean, I laughed so hard I couldn't play, man. I was almost oh, all man. my knees laughing so hard. It was almost like Bob bouncing on the. On the uh, ball and fall. Yeah, down. I mean, I laughed that it, hard. It was, it was, and then it, it turned into something bad afterwards, and it shouldn't have. Yeah, and it was ten years later. I guess you have to have been there. You had to have been there, you know. It was, it it was, was funny, hilarious. and it was innocent, and it was, uh, yeah. it was freaking hilarious. So that may be our next the uh, the boys being boys debacle. Yeah, you know <laughs> who who's the source of the source of the. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. just. Man, I don't know, man. Maybe we just we don't know. We don't even want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know either. I'm so know. far removed. I like I am it. too. I have, <laughs> my my worst debacle is I need to get some uh, little hot chocolate for my dairy package. You know. Oh, <laughs> dude, I just that's what I just had, man. Sorry, you don't have none. Oh I wish man, you was here. I'm out. I'm out right now. I'd I share my some, box with you. You know, I'd share my box. I, I go. I just got I, a curry. I go buy. Do you? I go buy. Yeah, uh, I just now got it. I go buy just. The generic old uh, hot chocolate, milk chocolate, you know, 
that's you know that's the best ones I think. And you can, you can call me cheap, but I bought the little plastic uh, things that you just refill with your own coffee. Oh really? <laughs> oh wow! And I'll pack it in there. I get all John Boy on it. I, <laughs> I put some and shake it down and pack it so I can make it stronger. You know, oh, well. I pack. Pack it in there. They need, they need to invent the Keurig uh, hot chocolates that have the little marshmallows in them. <laughs> <laughs> they pop out. <laughs> like bunny poop. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, funny, man. Let's uh, let's let people know. That's enough about Tim and Faith. They're they're doing good. They probably will for yeah, years. Yeah, they don't need us. Yeah, they don't need us. Talking about them. Nah. They, I'm sure they're hey. not talking about us. So Nope. <laughs> Nope, they sure aren't. So, um, man, let's talk about our website. Man, I'm telling you, hours of entertainment. It is. Here. You just go there and link up to all these conversations we've had. You know, I know. Lots of conversations. Then you got all the songs of the week, 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 week. That's right. And then you have this amazing photo gallery, man. Yep. It's just un- it's a lot of personal out, a lot of personal photos, some stage stuff, some uh, fan stuff that's donated hey man it's it's fun to it's fun it I, I enjoy doing it myself yeah celebrity corner we got there we got whatever whatever we're trying to put up pictures or whatever it's going to be the episode that week i mean we got yep. we got a uh, uh, link to our youtube channel yeah uh, and uh, we're working on that i keep uploading different stuff and if y'all got something you want me to upload on it send it to me yeah, you can also go, go down to the bottom of the website and leave us an a email comment. Uh, it'll it'll come straight to me, my email, and then I'll forward it to Dave, and we'll answer it, you know? And, yeah, man. And then also, a, go ahead. We had a good week, man. We What did we move about a thousand downloads uh, a week ago? So Yeah, we're... Uh, we did, we're we had over, that happen. Over, we're over I'll, four grand now, you know, <laughs> doing really, really well. Now, what we need yeah, to do though is go viral and get about four grand a week. A week, a week, week, week. It'd and be y'all, awesome. Y'all it? could help us too, you know, by sharing it, uh, sharing whenever we post something on Facebook, sharing our website address, sharing our little videos we're making, you know, share all that stuff and. And tell, we do have some regulars, and we're very grateful for y'all sticking around. We get yeah. a lot of people and a lot of great comments, man. Yeah, we, we are. you guys are enjoying it. And and uh, like I said, uh, we also got our Facebook page, and and we get a lot of comments from there, and our Facebook fans page, which is do, doing really well. I think we got a couple hundred fan page people on there. Yeah, you know? I think so, oh, man. Wow. So oh. keep, keep helping us out. We're trying to... Make it go good enough where we can, you know, make this thing go and keep doing it, you know. and Make some bread and water. Yeah, and we just, uh, we still got stuff to talk about. We, we come up with different stuff every week, you know. We just. Yeah, we keep pulling from our sack of tricks. I yeah. Don't know how, we, how, how, when we're going to run out, but we'll just keep going, man. Well, we'll just, we just keep going. We, we, we uh, you know, maybe we may not even talk about. Tim McGraw on something. We might just talk about us. You know, we, yeah. you know, we, you don't know. We'll just stay, so, we'll see wherever it goes, man. We'll take it. That's we right. Got some guests coming on. We've uh, invited uh, some of Toby Keith. Uh, we got yeah. Rich Eckert from Toby Keith's band supposed to come on. That's um, right. Dana Williams from Diamond Dana, Rio. Right. 
David um, Frizzell. Yeah, my buddy David Frizzell, the country legend. And uh, yep. and we're working on other people, so we're, we're going to have them. We're going to space them out so we don't have all our guests banging in right in a row, you know. So right, got to have a little <laughs> bit of us in between, you know. So, right. And so, well, we appreciate it. We've had a good time with you all. Good time, too, Dave. And we'll uh, see you next week on Hillbilly Has-Beens. Y'all have a good week, all right? Be nice to each other. That's right. Take care. Bye-bye. Because mean people suck. (laughs) They do. See you, D. See you. Bye-bye. We would ride our bus town to town. Everybody was a-getting down. Pack it up and do it all again. The hillbilly has been. of old have come to pass even though we was kicking ass we love the fans but we need some friends hillbilly has been